Thank you for downloading this podcast. I'm Steve, the person talking in this podcast, although there are callers. Uh, and I think in today's one, all of the callers are actually real, rather than me just pretending on the other end of the phone. Shouldn't give away the secrets, but it's flipping obvious. So here's um, some headed, uh, not headed highlights, headed highlights. I've turned into Eliza Doolittle, which has been a dream of mine. Some edited highlights of some of the stuff we did on the radio earlier today. Enjoy! On the day that we hear that from now on, those of us who've been uh, double-jabbed no longer need to self-isolate if we come into contact with someone who tests positive. So you know what that means? I now need to find another reason to get out of of social engagements. Because that was so useful. Three weddings I managed to get out of during that. I need to get some other sort of app now that means I get to stay home and be unsociable. With one of the weirdest things I've seen in the news for a while, I'll just read you the thing. Baffled doctors have found a live ladybird in a man's intestines. What were they doing in there? Well, it turns out there was a reason to look in there, but the bizarre discovery was made in the United States when this 59-year-old patient attended a hospital for a colonoscopy, and incredibly, the ladybird was still alive and crawling around. Oh, I mean, I used to be terrified of earwigs because I thought they'd crawl into your ears. And now I'm terrified of ladybirds. Go away, don't touch me there. Why on earth would it... Because I imagine you can't have eaten it. It couldn't survive the stomach, so it must have gone in after any green fly it had spotted in there. No, that's... Oh, it's oh, making me feel itchy. Um, so about eight, that's... I'm viewing it from the point of view of the human which is not a great story. This is actually a worse story from the point of view of the ladybird, isn't it? Imagine that eventually the ladybird gets out, goes back to its ladybird friends. They say, oh, where have you been on holiday? You don't want to go there. It's an absolute hole. Actually, no. Um, I think a more broadcastable version of the same joke would be the ladybird's friends say, where'd you go on holiday? And the ladybird says, you don't want to go there. Massive dump. Um, But... It's just one of those stories, isn't it? Catches the eye. How on earth is this bloke going to explain it to his other half when he gets home? Oh, so what did they find? Um, maybe I sh- shouldn't do yoga in the garden as much? No, actually, this is what this is what happened. Because I know what it's like, because you're a bloke. And you always try and find the shortest way to the end of a conversation. So he'll go and get this colonoscopy. They find the ladybird in there. He'll go home. And his other half will say, did, did they work out what was wrong with your, your stomach? And he'll say, ah, oh, just a little bug. Hello. So this bloke had a colonoscopy, yeah? Yes. Right. That's not the weird part of the story, surely. No, 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 I've had one. Well, did they well, find yeah, yeah. Did they find any ladybirds? No, up? no, no, I'm not a Beatles fan. <laughs> See what I did there? Maybe he was a Beatles fan. Yeah. Now you're going to say to me, no, ladybirds are not Beatles. But they are. Are they? Yes, they're, they're insects from the classification of colonellidines. Right. Which are beetles. You've researched <laughs> this story about a man's bottom way more than I have. Uh, I'll sound like I know what I'm talking about, don't I? <laughs> well, when I heard, heard that someone had a ladybird up there, I thought, oh, that is a pointy book to be shoved up your... Um... <laughs> and then it turns out it was Janet actually... and John. Yeah. <laughs> Janet and John up there. <laughs> so you have to be a certain age to understand that Janet and John were on the Penguin book, wouldn't you? Was that? Hey. Oh, if it's a Penguin yeah. book, that's different. No, Ladybird. sorry, no, not Penguin. Sorry, not Penguin. Ladybird. Yeah. No, you wouldn't want a Penguin up your. Up your Antarctic.
Would you? Mm. All right, we'll leave it there before we start doing jokes about ruining biscuits. Seven out of ten Brits say that they actually prefer breaks at home. And I think that makes sense, because whenever I'm at home, I do find myself saying, oh, give me a break. So it makes... OK, that we took that one off, done that one. Boom. Also in the papers today, the English language is dying out. I don't know what you're thinking. Huh? No, that's not why. The reason is apparently English as the British version of English is fading fast as it evolves into a global language. There are more people who speak English who aren't English than English people speaking English. So other English is now more popular than English English, which means we're a dying language. I think that's what that means. According to new research, fewer new words are being added to the global English vocabulary. Now this is where I think we can step in and help because we could come up with new words and then make them so popular they'll be used all around the world. We're keeping fresh life in the English language. You're letting people know where it was invented. Like, authentic. The hipsters would call it um, artisanal, handmade, authentic, homegrown, locally sourced English words. Actually, that sound pretty good. So what I thought we could do today can you think of any words that you want added to the language? Is there anything that could help you out there? Because, you know, you've got a, an opportunity to do it. I've been sat here trying to think of some. Um, you know, for those of us who have a touch of the long COVID, because if you've had it like I have, um, I think we can address the elephant in the room. It does leave you with bogeys that are so sharp, they're like resin. I think I've said this before that they are so hard if i try and do a samantha from bewitched impression i'd cut my own face so i don't it's one of the main reasons i don't do samantha from bewitched impression but i was thinking we should we should call those bogid 19s i got the bogids covid bogies bogids let's make some more words here this could catch on sue says i can think of a new meaning for the word time wasting when you're on steve right then she says only teasing i love your show really yeah you felt guilty didn't you you felt guilty that's why you added the compliment uh dear martin gets back in uh, martin in touch here saying um uh, when the postman wakes you up by ringing your do- doorbell at some ungodly hour it should be called a bedex delivery i'll take that I like that. how have i dropped a third pen how many pens was i carrying jennifer says steve i would have thought we had lots of new words they always seem to be making them up like pingdemic and uh, plandemic, even scamdemic, I read. Uh, I think we're having a pratdemic. Good point. Well made. More on that later. And um, what we have is an email that doesn't actually list any of the new words that have been created. And before you get too disappointed, it's because none of them would be broadcastable. Let me read you the story that comes in from Jane on email on air at time1075.net. Hi, Steve. Cut a long story short. She says, I was making a punk outfit for a party we were going to at the weekend. Pleased with my creation, it was rather raunchy. I burst into my other half's office, downstairs, and did a catwalk across the room. Hello. Only to realise that he was on a Teams call. Exit one, red-faced wife. I'm sure they weren't looking at your face. Um, I shut the door and used every swear word man created and even made some up. A fusion of double-barreled swear words and gibberish. Uh, Unrepeatable. Photos or it it didn't happen. What? Uh, Okay, well, I'm glad glad we're still creating words. 
I mean, that's something to do in the podcast, isn't it? Making up swear words. But let's not do it in the main show. No, get in trouble. Are the lyrics, ooh, I'm going to buy shoes and I'm ready for the weekend? How many shoes are you getting through? This is That's a lot, isn't it? Oh, it's another week. I can't go out until I buy some more shoes. Either you walk a lot or you are not very good at uh, dribbling or whatever you're doing to your shoes to make them go wrong. Anyway, um, it's not been a popular choice. Rochelle gets in touch and says, It's unfair to play this song when the weekend is so long away. You're such a weekend tease. Very good point. No, I. that's all my fault. Pl- on a Monday, playing Ready for the Weekend is effectively a small version of like playing Christmas hits late January. It's my own stupid fault, and I do apologise, but um, let's get me up to date with some stuff that's happening in the news instead, should we? In one of the tabloids today, Seafood Super Chef. That's harder to say than I thought it was when I wrote it down. Seafood, sh- mm, seafood Super Chef. Rick Stein is apparently charging people £220 a night for guests to sleep in a corrugated metal hut. Honestly, times are hard, aren't they? And I've seen pictures of it. And it looks like, yeah, apparently it's a shepherd's hut or whatever. It's, I mean, if it's corrugated metal, it's barely a step above an Anderson shelter. 220 quid for that? Although, reading the article, it didn't say what the toilets are like. And I think that's, that's the pertinent question here, isn't it? Yes, the actual hut is not that great. It's just corrugated iron or whatever. But what are the toilets like? And I say that because he's selling seafood. And I'm more concerned about the room that I'll be spending a lot of time in. And this, genuinely, is an important story. There's a thing in one of the papers today that talks about... Let me get you the actual uh, headline. Fake parcel delivery texts are now the top text scam with a con uh, representing over half of all smishing attempts. Now, that's when you get an SMS phishing. Again, we were talking about new words earlier, weren't we? So phishing with a PH is when they get in touch via email to see if you respond and then can get scammed. That if it's done on SMS, it's called smishing, which I thought was something else. Um, That you're also not allowed to do that. I'll get you thrown out of places. Or just smish them together. But the it's not my fault, they're just tight trousers. Is that what it is? I don't know. But the point is, there's been an increase in the number of fraudulent texts. And if we go into my text message, not the radio station one, my actual phone here. I'm not giving out that number. Um, here's the text that I got last night. Post office! Exclamation mark. Oh, sorry, no, that's a colon. We were talking about that earlier as well, weren't we? That guy and the ladybird. Uh, post office colon. Your package has been redirected due to an unpaid shipping fee. To schedule a delivery, click here, and it is some dodgy, weird website thing. And what I'd like to say to those scammers is that you've messaged the wrong guy. What? You're, you're offering to send me less stuff in the post? I'd pay for that service, not the other one. Oh, we've got a thing that's not been delivered to you. Keep it, keep it. Oh, it's fine, keep it i got too much stuff in the house anyway, and every time I get a letter, it seems to be a bill. Anything that's meant to be posted to me, knock yourself out with it, scammers. Good luck to you. Fill your boots. They might be boots in the box. Open it, and then fill them. Has anyone tried to get you with a scam? Have you had an email or a or a text that's tried to scam you? You can let me know. Um, I would say forward it to me to onair at time1075.net. There's a chance you'll be spam-filtered. 
In the papers today, there's a nice bit of news for Sir David Attenborough in that he's had a beetle named after him. Um, this is a fossil beetle, and I thought, that's harsh. Calling it a fossil beetle is because he's old, but that's not what it means, apparently. It says here, TV naturist... Is that what he is? Is that the one? Is that the one who gets the kit off, or the one who studies animals? Because that's going to be an episode of Blue Planet. That is that what blue in Blue Planet means? Here we see my body. Um, anyway, TV nature presenter person Sir David Attenborough has this beetle named after him. Uh, Paul Chatudo Attenbury is the name of the uh, beetle. I tell you what, Ringo must be furious. Well, what more do I have to do? Anyway, um, we're talking about the scams. There's been an increase, and even I got one yesterday, a text telling me that a parcel hadn't been delivered and that I had to pay money to get it. Why don't you just sell the parcel? There you go. Shortcut that one, mate. Uh, have you been scammed? 01708741075. What should we be keeping an eye out for? Let's take the phones. Hello. Hello, Steve. All right? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Steve, from up near I've got scared all the fighting from the old, uh, the, uh, what I call the COVID thing. You ring this number, and it's an automated service. I didn't ring it, and it kept going around. Be careful. And what, what were they offering then? What was the offer, what was the offer in the scam? A COVID test, and then they asked if you date a birth. I thought, ah, ha, ha, ha. So they're not 40 foot outside. Yeah. I don't like people knowing my real age either. I'm on TV. I lie about that. Date a birth, and they're on the only internet. It's not like anything. Yeah, I don't even. You know when uh, that thing where you can make up what your adult performer name is by taking the name of your first pet and the street that you grow up on. I don't even do that because that's they're the the questions that my bank asked me. I don't know why my bank wants to know my adult performer name. Well, <laughs> well, I think we've learned something there. There you go. You've made it to the end. You clearly ooze stamina. No, wait a minute. That's that's not this podcast. That's a different one. Thank you for downloading it and listening to what we did. We'll do another one possibly tomorrow. Certainly there'll be some by the end of the week. Most of the radio shows we try and churn into a podcast. So you could subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Search for whatever this is. Uh, you can track me down on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. I'll give you some info that way. Till next time. Bye.